0: I'm Jennifer Nielsen. This is Let It Glow Podcast, Episode 39, The Dig, Part 2, When Your Past Becomes Your Present. Ready, set, glow! Welcome to the Let It Glow Podcast, a happy place where you'll learn how to let your soul shine and discover new ways to design your best life. I'm your host, Jennifer Nielsen. and welcome to another podcast episode. So if you haven't tuned in to last week's episode number 38, I invite you to do so because I'm really going deep here with this dig process so that you can apply it in your life. So last week I gave you this assignment to pick an event in your life that maybe has triggered you, that's not working, that's causing you stress, and to look at your beliefs around that event your thoughts, your your feelings, your reactions, and then the outcomes that you're getting. And so if you've done that, great, you're ready to go on to, to part two. And if you haven't, again, I invite you to go back and just listen to that episode so that you can be up to speed here because implementation is everything. Knowledge is great, but implementation is power. Action is power. And that's what I'm trying to help you to do here. So with this next part, it's you know, when your past becomes your present. It's where we pull out the shovel and we really dig deep around the event. So the first question I ask clients when we're doing this process in this section is, is it true? So for instance, when we were talking about, my husband is always late, he doesn't come home before 6 p.m., that whole scenario, the belief that she had come up with is, I'm not worthy of his time or that I'm not important to him. But when you look at that belief, is it true that you're not worthy to him, that you're not you know, worthy of his time? And sometimes you might want to argue that. But whether you think it's right or wrong, the next question will negate that. So if you say no or if you say yes, the next question is, is it serving you? Will help you understand that regardless if you think it's true or not, that kind of a limiting belief is not serving you. And no matter how much evidence you might have, it still isn't serving you. So I know that can be tricky because sometimes it's frustrating when people do things that us pain or discomfort, but we still have a choice how we respond, always. So the next question is, is this belief generated from past wounds or experiences? So what I'm gonna do here is I'm gonna take a few minutes and I'm gonna go over some of the examples that we talked about last week on episode number 38. And I'm gonna specifically go through those. These are actual examples from clients that I've worked with. We've alluded to my husband doesn't come home before 6 p.m. And for this particular client, as we dug a little bit deeper, and the belief that she had was, I'm not worth his time, we really looked deeper into times in her childhood where her mom might be late picking her up from somewhere, or that her dad, you know, she wanted to do something with her dad and he didn't have time. And then we went up into like even her high school years that need to feel like important or to feel validated or worthy or all of those things and as she was going through this process she was able to connect all these different you know these times when she had felt unworthy of someone's time or not important and that feeling of rejection was real for her and so often when we're being poked in the present by something It's really our past showing up in our present, where those deeper wounds are, where those deeper limiting beliefs are. And so the next scenario was my friend did not respond to my text. And the belief was, I'm not worth her time. Our friendship is not worth it. And there was just a lot of worthiness issues connected to this. And this is something that I've actually personally dealt with, and I've actually had clients that have had situations not necessarily always regarding texts but when they feel like they put in the time and other people don't they don't feel valued and as you look at all the possible scenarios for this i look at my own reactions and i've shared this before but i when i was doing my own dig around this i had something similar to this it is that feeling of not being valued and not being picked and that feeling of rejection went pretty deep for me pretty far back to when i was a little girl you know you know, I played, you know, kickball with my friends. I'd be the last one picked. I would be doing little dances and little productions. And I felt like I was always the one that was the boy, the prince. I was never the princess. All these silly little things where I let my friends determine my value or tell you what my value was instead of me knowing what my value was. But this was a common theme for me. And so as we see in the present, if something is really poking at us, we want to look at the past and see where those um, you know connect the dots. That see connect the dots and see where those common themes are. So the one where my kids are lazy slobs, I'm a terrible mom. I don't teach my kid good habits, good habits, and that's this that's her limiting belief. And it just went deeper for her, with her self worth was attached to her as a mom, and it was attached to you know when she was a young girl or even as a teenager to. How she showed up at school, or how she did in school, or how her parents validated her with the things that she was doing around the house, or there's just she attached her meaning to her offerings, and that just shows up in so many different ways in our life. And so that was a really good opportunity to look deeper at that. And the next one is is that my kids have disagreements. That's the event, and the limiting belief was is my kids have anger issues; they'll never get along. <laughs> So when you have that kind of um, over the top thinking and we're just blowing things out of proportion, look back in your you know to other wounds and experiences in your life, and it's like that snowball effect. And if you look at like my kids will never get along, they have anger issues, we're we're making like a mountain out of a molehill instead of just looking at it as my kids aren't getting along right now. But if you look back throughout your life, what is your pattern of responding to things when they go wrong? And understanding maybe that's what a parent did maybe when you made a mistake. They blew it out of proportion or that's what happened at school. Or look at the patterns and old wounds and experiences and see and connect those dots. And that will be very powerful to help you change the way your beliefs are and the way that you respond. Because we wanna break those old patterns of our familial generations. We wanna break the patterns that we've created and it starts with us. So my mom always criticizes me. That was the the non-truth. But my mom shares her opinions openly about me. And that the belief around this is I'm never good enough. And this one's pretty easy to go back and look at past ones and experiences because as an adult, your mom is criticizing you. It's very likely that this went on through your childhood and through, from then until now. But the idea with The Dig is it will help you Learn how to separate the emotion from what your mom is doing so that you can clearly respond back to your mom and set boundaries. But the best way to do this first is to clear up any emotion, energy, or angst around it so that you can go to your mom with a clear conversation and request. And uh, my boss doesn't appreciate me. He, He hasn't given me a raise. I should work harder, is the new belief, you know, the limiting belief. I'm going to be fired. And if you look again back, this kind of correlates with some of the other events that our are, are worth and our value is based on what other people are telling us. And we create stories and fears around all of that. And this particular um, event really proves that point and shows how that happens, not just at home, not just with our children, but also at the workplace. And then the last one here is that my dad said he always wanted a boy was the event. And... Um, the belief that she ended up coming up with was, I'm not wanted. And it was interesting because the way her session began was she was talking about how she was the sole provider and how she felt like she had to be the provider and that if she didn't, then her husband wouldn't provide and that was her job and she had to do this and she had all this pressure. And really, as we were able to break it down, it just went back to this place where she was always trying to prove her worth or to kind of be this version that her dad, she thought her dad wanted her to be. And it was a really powerful transformation and healing moment for her. And we're able to clean that up and then move towards a new belief. And I have many, many, many of these examples that I can share with you, but there was one more that's, that is just kind of a separate one that I wanted to kind of share. And it it was a young lady that went to one of my workshops and She was struggling because her mom was on her third or fourth marriage, and so the event was my mom is getting married, but she had a lot of angst around it, and she just didn't feel like she was worth her mom's time. She didn't feel important to her mom, and as it turned out, she was actually sexually abused by her mom's prior husband, which I think was husband two or three. I can't remember exactly, and this was a really um, painful event for her that was never resolved. Nothing was ever done. They ended up getting divorced, but this man was never held accountable for the abuse. And so here she was now again getting married and expecting something from her mom that she had never been able to give before and isn't able to give now. And she was just going through all these past wounds and experiences and seeing all the times in her life that she needed something from her mom and her mom wasn't able to do it. And what I always tell my clients when I'm working with them is it's important to name what is happening, but we're not blaming. We're just naming what your experience is, which is always subjective. And we kind of, you know, when you do this kind of work, you kind of have to laugh a little bit because it can't all be serious. But we kind of, as I was talking to her, I'm like, you know like you're going into a Mexican food restaurant and trying to order an egg roll. You're not going to get an egg roll at a Mexican food restaurant. And so she was, we just kind of laughed because she really understood that maybe her mom wasn't going to be able to show up the way she needed her to or wanted her to. And that it was up to her to change her belief around that. And we'll get, you know, we'll get more into that next week as we go into changing the beliefs. But There's so much power in this process and understanding connecting the event to the belief, to our feelings, our reactions, and our outcomes. There is that the connection starts there, and we're responsible for that connection and how how we respond to that. So the next question is, how is this belief holding you back? And it's important to look at how it's impacting your relationships, how it's a impacting your mental, your physical, your spiritual, your financial, and your professional well-being? How is it blocking your happiness? So we, we look at these limiting beliefs. And again, there's resistance to this because a lot of times there's validation. Like this young lady that had so much disappointment with her mom, and she had the, the, the abuse and the trauma. All of that is real, and all of that is painful. But the amount of suffering that we bring into it is on us. It's optional. And expecting your mom to be something that she will never be, that she's never proven she can be, is just adding unnecessary suffering. And so when you think about how is this belief holding you back, really spend some time here and look at all those facets of your life. So with a dig, you really can have peace no matter what's happened in the past, no matter what may happen in the future, or what's happening now. And if you really think about that, it just arms you with these tools so that you don't have to be afraid, that you're prepared, because things will happen. Crap sandwiches are a part of life. Things will happen that will cause you pain. I'm just here to help you have less suffering, and that's what the dig can do for you. So your assignment for this week is to to look at the event that you picked already and the belief, and I want you to really look at all those questions. Is it true? Is it serving you? How is this connected to past wounds or experiences? And then how is this holding you back? And spend some time on Is this how is this connected to past wounds or experiences? Take some time there. You will find some nuggets there. When you see these patterns, you see that they're, they keep recreating, keep showing up in your life. That becomes the common denominator that you want to look at so that you can break that cycle. So then stay tuned for next week where I will show you how to remove and replace those limiting beliefs. Because if you're willing to dig deep and do the work, you can access joy, peace, and freedom beyond your wildest imagination. And the really cool thing about all of this is is I was working with a client before I did record this podcast today and she was dealing with some really difficult challenges and she'd found herself kind of taking a few steps back and she was just beating herself up and the idea is that we're going to take a few steps back and to give ourselves that grace and understand that resilience is a, not about never taking a few steps back. It's just about bouncing back quicker and connecting the, the, these dots and, and understanding why we do what we do so that we can change our belief patterns into something that's more productive. So I am so grateful that you've tuned in. I hope you're getting a lot out of this. If you have any questions, you can always reach out to me on my Instagram at Jennifer Nielsen. It's all one word. Or at my website, www.thedigmodel.com. I do offer one-on-one sessions. And I'm also going to be doing a training in February, February 19th and 20th, where I'll be teaching you how to do this DIG process as a coach, as a specialist, so that you can help not only yourself, but your loved ones and future clients break through these blocks so that they can have that freedom. They can only come through changing our beliefs and owning and taking accountability over our actions and our responses. Again, thank you for tuning in. And until next time, shine on. Thanks for listening to the Let It Glow podcast. If you enjoyed this show, share the love with a friend. This podcast can be found on iTunes or subscribe on my website at www.let-it-glow.com. And remember, let go and let it glow.